0: Here we go. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up in the next hour, we'll continue talking about what we expect in two weeks at the Super Bowl at 820. We get the early take on the big game from our PJ Glasser, the host of EQL, send it in. And where are we heading today for our best bets? We will tell you at 8:40. Chelsea, I saw this story yesterday. Thank God I did a little more reading than just the headline because I saw the headline. And I thought I was going to lose my mind. There are a couple of parents in Wisconsin. And four days ago, they they gave birth in a McDonald's parking lot during a blizzard. This is their third kid, little boy. And they nicknamed him McFlurry because he was oh. at a McDonald's during the snow. And I thought... Please, dear baby Jesus, do not name him Little McFlurry. Give him a real name. And I kept reading. I saw something on Instagram. Parents give cute name to their little boy. I'm like, they named him McFlurry? I'd rather be named Grimace than McFlurry. At least Grimace is a baller. Anyway, I did a little reading. (laughs) And thankfully his name is not mcflurry his real name is micah but they are calling him lil mcflurry which still isn't the best nickname but thank god that they didn't name him after a mcdonald's item what's your name mac well i mean it's big mac but everybody just calls me mac that would be terrible don't saddle your kid with a name like that for life did you and jake before you had blake did you have a disagreement over a name that one of you really liked? And the other one was like, no, no way. We are not naming our kid Nugget.
1: Nugget, no. That was not one of the options that we had to choose from. Um, We were pretty in line with like the names that we liked. I wanted a B name. I wanted something that sounded good with the last name because we did Blake Buchanan. So it's the Bs and Ah. it's like the Cuh sound. So the Blake and the Buchanan. So like, I wanted something that phonetically sounded good i wanted a gender neutral name because i always thought like the girls that had like the gender neutral names were always like the cool yeah. girls. there's you know no research or science backed up by that but you know just my personal understanding but Jenks, i think the hardest part of being a sports anchor in the state of alabama was when i had mm-hmm. to do these stories because do you know how many people named their babies after alabama football literally there huh. were babies named ali and they oh would name God. it you know their babies after you know whoever the good player was that year in alabama football and they were dead serious because that's the thing is like if you're working in journalism you have to keep a straight face you can't just be mm-hmm. like poking fun at this person while you're interviewing them so that was really tough but people in alabama boy do they love the crimson tide
0: we named our little girl lusa Lisa? No. Lusa like Tuscaloosa, because we're big Alabama fans. Oh, God. Now, you could do that. See, you could so do that. It's, it's I know. Normal. I. Oh, my God. How many little Sabins do you think are running around? So many. So many. Middle name Sabin? I bet half the population in Alabama. Middle name Sabin. Or how many Knicks oh, do you think Oh, definitely half are? the
1: dogs. everybody's dog was something football-related, for sure. And I think a lot of sports fans do that. How many sports fans do you know have a pet that has some sort of nickname that corresponds Mm -hmm. with sports? Probably a lot.
0: Like, more than we would care to think. Now, we have three kids. This is our son, Nick. This is our daughter, Nikki. And this is our other son, Rat Poison. (laughs) oh god God. we just ran out of names i think it probably happens a lot or at least there's some variation of something that you're passionate about and people are passionate about their sports teams their sports icons so you see this a lot oh man i would imagine in bama that happens a lot when i worked in austin there were a lot of texas fans and they would name their kid austin or their middle name would be Austin, which is actually a pretty good one, considering. Like, you don't want to be named Jeffrey Chapel Hill Simmons. Like, mm, all right, and you're stretching it there, guy. But oh my god, I bet in Bama it's it's everywhere.
1: Okay, so think. Did you ever have a pet that had a sports spin for their name? I remember we had a cat whose name was Shortstop. Made no sense. But also, Shortstop. when you're a kid, you like just you think of things you're like oh shortstop let's name our cat that that's also, true we had a cat that was not fully white she was a calico and guess what her name was her name was snowball she wasn't a white cat
0: oh that's right I thought you're gonna name her Sosa you know a little white little dark you never know which era you got Sammy Sosa you just combine the two all oh, Sosa Remember when Sammy lightened his skin, you're like, oh my God, who is this guy? Did he ever go back? I need to look at a picture of Sammy so That was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but kids do that though. You know, they'll just take a rando name and just say, you know what? I'll apply it to this animal and it means absolutely nothing. I think I told you this before. I had a dog named Barkley and I named Barkley because I worked in the supermarket like I was talking about earlier in high school and there were Barclays cigarettes. And I was like, Barkley. it didn't spell it the same way. I'm like, that sounds like a good name for a dog, Barkley. And that's what I went with. Did this dog smoke? No. Did I smoke? No. Do I advocate smoking today? Yes. So maybe it was meant to be.
1: But it has the word bark in it. That's like a good Oh, sign. it's true.
0: Mm. Like that actually
1: makes a lot of sense. Like if you think about it, I Barkley. About bark, Barkley.
0: Oh, that's true. If you're in Kansas City, how many kids will be named pat or patrick maybe there's a girl named britney who knows what about travis Uh, oh my god here we i hey i would not do it oh before we move on to the super bowl what do you think the ugliest name there is (laughs) i'll tell you right now like
1: just in general
0: just a name that just doesn't, that isn't in vogue any longer, that you never hear. I'm not trying to call anyone out for their name. Ooh, Double D says Yeah, that's tough. What about Agnes? When is the last time you heard the name Agnes? That's an old school name right there.
1: I haven't heard Agnes. Uh, what about Gertrude? I always think Gertrude, of a goose.
0: Gertrude, yeah. Gertrude the Goose. Is that a character? Gertie
1: I don't Gertie. know. It sounds like it could be. Or, that like, what are the the names that they always have for cows? Um, there's definitely Betsy. one for a cow. Betsy or, like, I don't know. Bertha. Definitely just all of the, like, grandma-type names. And it's yeah. wild to think that, like, the Kinleys and the, like, Ainsleys, one day they're going to be grandmas. And people are like, oh, my God. Can you imagine Ainsley as a little girl? What a weird name.
0: Ainsley. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm glad we got this naming situation out of the way because now, at least in less than two weeks, we will name a champion for Super Bowl 58. So we got to talk about it. Niners and Chiefs. Niners are laying a point and a half. Niners are minus 120 on the money line. Chiefs are even money. Total set at 57 and a hook. This spread moved to Niners minus one yesterday. Now it's back up to Niners minus a point and a half. per bet. QL. The Chiefs spread, getting 64% of the money, 72% of the tickets. The Vecchio model has the Chiefs as a five-star play. They are projecting Chiefs minus four. Now, Kansas City did get some bad news yesterday. Defensive end Charles Omenihu from the University of Texas, unfortunately tore his ACL in the AFC championship game, just heartbroken for him. He tweeted that yesterday, just a broken heart. Huge loss for this team. Had seven sacks in 11 regular season games. He was responsible for that strip sack on Lamar Jackson that caused that fumble. So he is out. The Chiefs lose a big piece of their defensive line. But, Chelsea, we've talked about different maybe player props that you want to get on. When you look at this line movement, I I, I said yesterday, I wonder if maybe, maybe this gets to Chiefs Minus one because I see everyone on Kansas City. But once this got too close for comfort for Niners betters, boom, the San Francisco money came back in to build this back up to minus one and a half. So maybe this is where we're going to stay right here. Do you see this line moving too much more? I mean, it is early.
1: I do think we will continue to see money flow in on the Kansas City Chiefs. It is too you know, difficult to pass up, I think, for casual and everyday bettors to go against Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, and I'm not saying that that's a terrible angle because, once again, Patrick Mahomes, 10-1-1 and against the spread as an underdog in his career. So I wouldn't fault you. So I do mm-hmm. think that we will continue to see somebody placing money on the Chiefs. It's just usually they will not move the number unless it's sharp money. But maybe the yeah. Super Bowl is different because think about the handle that's coming in on this game. So maybe this is the instance where Joe Public actually influences the number here. But when I see this plus one and a half and normally on t- uh, on Tuesdays, we mm-hmm. do my teaser plays. This yeah. is a great leg for a teaser for Kansas City oh, plus yeah. one and a half. Obviously, you'd have to do a same game teaser because there are no games left to pair it with. But, Jenks, do you think this is a smart way to attack the Super Bowl is getting the Chiefs plus seven and a half, and then you've got to do some variation on the total. So would you lower this down and hit the over, or would you raise it up and hit the under?
0: I would raise it up and hit the under. And maybe I'm I'm in the minority here. When I look at these two defenses, and I just see – I see a lower scoring game than expected. And I think also when you think about Chiefs, Niners, and you think about, I think it's easy for the defenses in this game to get lost amongst all of the star power. That's the one thing I will say about this game. When you talk about Mahomes, Kelsey, McCaffrey, I'll throw in Purdy, even though some people say, oh, he's not really a superstar. But there is so much Mm -hmm. glamour here. The Chiefs are sort of a glamorous team. The Niners are going for what? Their their seventh Super Bowl title? So there is so much here that makes you think that you're going to see this very grand shootout. And I think in the midst of that discussion, you forget – these two defenses are really, really good. So I love the idea. I absolutely don't see Kansas City getting blown out at all. So I love the idea of grabbing the Chiefs at what? Plus seven and a half if we're doing a six-point teaser and then pushing this total up and betting it under. Would you be on the other side as far as the total goes?
1: I think it would make me nervous, but I do think that is the correct side because look at that game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. It was squaring up to be very much an over game, but in the second Mm -hmm. half, both of these offenses kind of went cold. And that's a trend that we've seen all season long for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm trying to find the number, Mm -hmm. but second half unders have been scorching hot for Kansas City this year. I don't know if it's their defense and the fact Mm -hmm. that they make really good, you know, defensive halftime adjustments or something about their offense that goes cold in the second half as well. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Chiefs second half unders, 18-2. and What a number. Is this something to consider in the Super Bowl?
0: Yeah. You have to, right? I mean, these are season-long trends or trends that have big sample sizes to them. So I think that's something to absolutely consider. And one thing I will say is, If you're looking at the Chiefs and how they performed against the Ravens, and the Ravens' defense is very good, the Niners' defense is very good, you can run against the Niners. And so two things. The Chiefs didn't score in the second half against the Ravens, which I think is a credit to the fact that you can slow down the Chiefs. There's this idea that you just can't slow them down. It's Mahomes and Kelsey. They were great in the first half, and then the Ravens tightened things up, couldn't score themselves, but the Chiefs didn't score. So – I also think that if you want to attack the Niners and their defense, the best way to do that is on the ground. That's the one area. If there's a real weak spot for the Niners, it's on the ground. I think the Lions average more than five yards per carry against the Niners. That's why I see a lot of people on Isaiah Pacheco's player prop for the Super Bowl. But if you're going to keep it on the ground, if that's going to be one of your strategies, then that will take time off the clock, and it keeps the total hopefully under the number if you're on the side I'm on.
1: Even though maybe the sabotage factor is that over the last couple games, that's when the Niners have come to play, is in the second half. yeah, Hasn't it been? They've looked terrible in these Mm -hmm. first halves, but then their offense finally comes to play in the second half. So we will see the collision between two teams, Kansas City really good in the first half, Uh, the Niners really good in the second half. We'll see.
0: Yeah, man. I'm ready for the Super Bowl this Sunday. I had to wait an extra week for this.
1: At the Pro That's Bowl Skills Competition.
0: Um, uh, you, can, you know what? You can watch it. Then, and I, we'll spend a whole segment. I'm going to kick back. I'm going to put my feet up. I'm going to say, Chelsea, tell me about the Pro Bowl. Coming up next year on the show, we know P.J. Glass will have an early opinion on the Super Bowl, but has he already placed his bet? We're going to talk about that and get his basketball plays for tonight. That is on the Daily Tip from Beck presented by Ben MGM. we come back.
1: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BET MGM, on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BET MGM, with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger, on the BetQL Network.
0: Welcome back to the show on a Tuesday. The daily tip from Becky Bell, presented by Bad MGM. Mm. She is Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Coming up shortly, if you like him as host of Send It In, then you'll love getting an early dose of him on this Tuesday. Back QL's PJ Glass will drop by for his weekly chat. Are you excited about Usher? I mean, we don't have to go hardcore into the Super Bowl halftime show, but I keep seeing Usher. I'm I'm excited to see Usher at halftime. And I, I do not believe, like Fred Smoot was telling me yesterday, that Taylor Swift is going to pop up out of the stage and suddenly sing a duet with Usher and Lil Jon or whoever shows up. But... I'm excited about this. I know that whenever people always hear about who's going to perform at the Super Bowl, there's always different opinions. But yeah, I'm all about Usher. Who doesn't like Usher?
1: I think this is a good choice because there is a difference between liking somebody's music and somebody being a good performer. So usually mm-hmm. I lean towards, you know, the acts that are going to be good life because that's what you want in a Super Bowl halftime performance. Usher, we know, is an incredible dancer. So I feel like the songs are going to be banging. The dancing's going to be off the chart. And you know, if Lil Jon's involved, which you said he is, like Mm -hmm. this is going to be music that you don't know. We're throwing that out there? I'm
0: guessing. I mean, don't you know that when Usher sings, yeah, like Lil Jon has to come out? Like he has to. There's no question. There's got to be some sort of market that you can bet on. But he has to i don't know that for a fact but you were asking me how many bets someone plays in the super bowl if i can place a bet on that i bet it's at minus money and i would do it
1: i do think they will bring somebody else on i don't think it'll just be usher even though i was wrong in that regard last time i thought rihanna was gonna have like somebody else on stage to do a little feature. But I guess the mm-hmm. surprise was that she did have somebody on stage with her, her baby in her stomach, because she was pregnant. So <laughs> not going to be the case for Usher, one would presume. So maybe there is a surprise guest and would not be shocked if it's Lil Jon.
0: Well, I cannot wait for that. I'm going to have to start firing up the old school hits, getting ready for the halftime show so I can sing along. And let's play along right now with the host of uh, Send it in. Giving out his plays. Fires for the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson Jackson himself. Look dart him, back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage and he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay? That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. He is the host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. Follow him on Twitter, PJ Glasser9. PJ, good morning to you. Now, I'm not going to ask you for a Super Bowl pick early on, unless you have one. But do do you at least have an early analysis of what you think may happen in this game? We've already seen a little line movement as far as the spread is concerned.
2: Yeah, as far as this game goes, guys, I mean... It's tough not to like Mahomes with the plus money. I mean, he's already beaten Buffalo as a dog. He's beaten the Ravens as a dog. I do think San Francisco is the overall better team, but I thought Buffalo and Baltimore are better teams than Kansas City too. Um, Now that it's dropped, you know, it was a two and a half. It's down to one and a half now. Bet MGM. I think it's a bad matchup for Purdy too. I think the Ravens and the Chiefs have the two best defenses in football. You look at what the Ravens did to Purdy when they played on Christmas Day and they forced him into four interceptions. I think this defense could force Purdy into some turnovers as well. So I think it's a bad matchup um, for Purdy. Now, if San Francisco leans on the ground game like Baltimore should have done and they didn't, and if they're able to run with McCaffrey and Debo, then they should have some success. But if they you know, decide to air it out and throw it on this Kansas City defense and on this secondary specifically, they're going to have some issues. And uh, Mahomes and Kansas City – They've done a really good job this postseason at scoring the first half, and then they get a lead, and then they just kind of lean on their defense and play ball control in the second half. We know Kansas City second-half unders, fourth-quarter unders have just been automatic this season. So San Francisco's got to get off to a good start in this game. I think if you like them to win, you have to like them in the first half. I don't think this is going to be like the Lions game where they're going to have to come back and win this game or even like the Packers game, mm-hmm. too. I don't think they're going to be able to come back on Kansas City. If you like them, I think you got to like them early and they're going to have to win the game uh, for all four quarters because I don't think they're coming back on the Chiefs and on this Chiefs defense. So, my initial reaction would be Kansas City. Um, I'm interested to see the line movement and if this game closes as a pick or even if the Chiefs close as favorites because I think there is a chance that that happens. Um, If it does, then maybe I, I could be interested in San Francisco. But this game truly is a, is a coin toss. It's kind of all price dependent for me. But at the current number right now with the plus 100, I, I'm leaning towards Kansas City.
1: PJ, real quick, we know you have college basketball games to get to, but wellness check, you're a Ravens fan. You're also an Alabama fan who <laughs> lost in overtime to Michigan. And yeah. now you see the Ravens lose at home. How you feeling there, brother?
2: You all right? Elsa, I'm feeling that 2024 can go kick some rocks because I'm not feeling <laughs> it right now. You know, it's been tough. The Ravens one was way was way tougher than the Bama one was. I know Bama was like two minutes away and Michigan had a fourth down, but it's Michigan was the better team, so you can live with it because at the end of the day, you know, I felt like if those teams played ten times, Michigan would beat them six or seven. Uh, but, the Ravens were the best team in football and like Sunday didn't change my opinion of that. They just, the game plan guys like, what are they doing? How can you watch that first quarter on fourth and one when Lamar has the 20 yard run and then Gus Edwards has the run and then you just like completely abandon it. And the game was like, never really out of reach. They were never more. They were never down by more than 10 points. And Gus Edwards only had three carries and justice Hill only had three carries and, it's like, Chelsea, as you know, when they lost to the Titans when they were a one seed, like, it was the same thing. They just completely abandoned the run. Now, that game was a little different because the Titans were up 14 nothing early, and the Ravens had never been down like that that season all year, and they kind of panicked. But this game, like, you had trailed, you know, with Lamar before. Like, he had been used to it. You're at home. Like, the game is by no means out of reach. You just watch Buffalo run for 182 yards. You just watch Josh Allen run for a bunch of yards. It was it was just puzzling. It's frustrating. So I, uh, you know, the fact that the Ravens I think are the better team and they just didn't want to run the ball against the Chiefs, who have a great secondary, just makes it frustrating. Because this was their year. This might be the best team that they ever have under Lamar. Like they were solid in all three phases. So. Right. Uh, Wellness check on me, Chelsea, is, uh yeah, 2024. So far, not great. Not enjoying it. Oh, bless. No, let's, <laughs>
0: let's, let's move on to something quickly. How about yeah. some, some college basketball? Let's do that. Let's do that, PJ. Okay, how about we start tonight with Iowa and Indiana in the Big Ten because we are now starting to really get into college basketball now that the NFL season is slowly dwelling to an end after the Super Bowl. So where are you going tonight, Hawkeyes and Hoosiers?
2: Jenks, it's not often that in a pick'em type game like this, especially in a game with unranked teams, that Indiana at Assembly Hall is an underdog, and uh, I'm gladly going to take that, plus 100. You know, both of these teams at the beginning of the year we thought would be tournament teams, and that's just not the case right now. Iowa, usually under Fran McCaffrey, you know, they're really good at home and they struggle on the road. Indiana's normally really good at home, regardless of who their coach is. I'm just relying on the home court advantage tonight. I mean, if you blindly bet home teams on the money line in the Big Ten, you're going to make a lot of profit. So they're giving us Indiana's home dogs, guys, against Iowa, who doesn't play any kind of defense. I'll gladly take the Hoosiers here at uh, plus 100.
1: I do think it's really hard to go against home teams, uh, especially in these conferences that have really good home court advantages and just uh, strength top to bottom of uh, some of these schools. Uh, Let's go to the ACC. We've got UNC squaring off. With Georgia Tech, I would imagine UNC pretty sizable favorites here. Are you rolling with the Tar Heels or is there another play on your mind here?
2: No, Chelsea, I'm actually going to go with Georgia Tech plus eight and a half. For me, it's all about the spot. Carolina's got Duke upcoming on Saturday. Like how are you not looking ahead to that game, right? I mean, it's North Carolina Duke. You're at home in Chapel Hill. And Georgia Tech's been one of those teams in the ACC that at times they can kind of give some of the the top teams in the ACC, some issues, you know, their offense can get a little streaky. Um, I just kind of think this is a little bit too big of a number as well. Like North Carolina, when they go on the road, you know, they couldn't cover against Florida state. They had some issues against Clemson in the first half until they pulled away I, I, last year. Obviously they were the preseason number one team and they were getting everybody's best shot. And this year, you know, they weren't thought of as to be as great. They brought in some transfers, Harrison Ingram from Stanford and Cormac Ryan from North Car- from uh, Notre Dame, and they brought some guys back. But kind of how R.J. Davis has elevated his game as guard is why North Carolina is as good as they are. You know, they're a top-five team in Kempom right now. They're number three in the country. I- I'm not quite sure my thoughts on North Carolina long-term and heading into the tournament, and we obviously have about a month and a half until, you know, that we start NCAA tournament. But as of right now, for this game specifically, I'll take the points with Georgia Tech just because of the spot and Duke upcoming on Saturday for the Tar Heels.
0: We're talking with P.J. Glasser. He is the host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. Find him on Twitter at P.J. Glasser Nine. All right, let's go down south to the SEC. Mississippi State taking on
2: Ole Miss. What's going to happen here, P.J.? Yeah, guys, the Egg Bowl of basketball. This will be a good one. Yeah, both teams right? are having both teams are having good years. Ole Miss is having a good first year under Chris Beard. They're seventeen and three, but you look at their resume, you dive deeper, and they really haven't beaten like a solid team yet this season. And Mississippi State's pretty solid. Like they're a team that if they're an eight seed, a nine seed, ten seed come March Madness time. They could be a team to watch just because of how good they are on the defensive side of the floor. And they also have some dudes that can score on the offensive end. They have a really good big man in Tolu Smith. I understand why this game's a pick'em because Mississippi State has struggled on the road this season, but they've also beaten teams like Auburn and Tennessee this year. Mississippi State, for me, when I bet them, it's all about matchups. When they go up against an elite offensive team, I like to fade them because even though they're great on defense, they just don't really have the horses. They're not built to win games in the 80s or 90s. But when they play teams like Ole Miss that are built like they are, hard-nosed, defensive, you want to play slugfest in the 60s, 70s, that's when I like Mississippi State, even on the road in a rivalry game. I like the fact we're getting them pretty much at a pick So I'll take Mississippi State minus 105. I think they're the better team, and I think they're playing better basketball right now.
1: Oh, fond memories for Mississippi State and their unders. Uh, I feel like last year that was an absolute cash cow, hitting the under with Mississippi State. Let's go to the Big 12. Oklahoma State and Kansas squaring off. Uh, I was just talking about home court advantage. It feels like Kansas has a very good home court advantage, but a sizable spread here. Who do you like or what's the
2: play? They certainly do. I mean, Bill Self and the Jayhawks seemingly never, ever lose at the Fog. And I don't think they're going to lose tonight but I don't think they're going to cover the 16 and a half. I think this is too big of a number. The big 12 is such a gauntlet. I mean, it really is. There are only so many games on your schedule where like you can kind of sit back, take a break and where you get numbers as big as this Oklahoma state is far and away the worst team in the league. And I think Kansas is a bit overrated this year. Um, I just think this is too big of a number. Look, if you're Oklahoma state, right? One of the reasons you come to Stillwater is to play in the Big 12 and to play in venues like this and go to Kansas. So they're going to give Kansas their absolute best shot. And, you know, they've played some of the teams in the league tough this year. They took Baylor to overtime. They played TCU tough. So I think they'll be able to play Kansas tough. We're just talking about North Carolina with their look ahead spot against Duke coming up. Well, Kansas has Houston coming in on Saturday. So that's one of the marquee games in the Big 12 all year. I think there could be a little look ahead for the Jayhawks as well, but just think the number's too big. And this is just one of those scheduling spots where the Big 12 is so tough. There's only so many kind of letdown games, games you go through the motions. I think this could be one of those for Kansas. So don't be surprised if Oklahoma State's kind of hanging around in the first half, Kansas turns it on and pulls away in the second half. But uh, I think they can keep it within the 16 and a half. So I like the Cowboys tonight.
0: He is the host of send it in every weekday at one o'clock in the East. Always bringing great college basketball information. And you know, he's going to have more on the NFL next week. It is PJ Glasser. PJ. Always great to hear from you. And we hope you can get you out of these doldrums, man. It's a tough loss, buddy. I thought you had it on Sunday.
2: All good guys. Good talking to you. Have a good rest of your week.
0: You too. Chelsea, before we go to break here, do you know more about mid-major basketball than major or, you know, what would be considered, you know, blue blood basketball because of all the research that you've done?
1: Well, when it comes to college hoops, it's not necessarily like I know the team's front to bottom. It's I am looking for certain trends and certain situations. And I think home Mm -hmm. court advantage has been a perfect one to point at, you know, so... It's less about like I don't know, you know, the personal interests of every player. Right. It's about looking at situational spots.
0: Well, coming up next on the show, it has been a good betting month for us here on the show. Well, you're for everyone except the dogster, so maybe he gets the muzzle today. Best bets next on the daily tip from Becky Ul. Presented by him Jim. Tip from EQL presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins, my partner in crime, of course, is the great Chelsea Messenger. Best fat's coming your way in just a bit. Oh my god, Chelsea, I've been running around like a madman around here. We'll be back in studio tomorrow, but I am not going to go off about these HVAC units on our roof. But there are four people on our roof right now. There are people walking around this house. I just saw a ladder go on my roof. I got people going in and out the door. I went upstairs. The lovely Catherine walked out of the closet for a hot second. I forgot to ask her if she was dressed and she had just put on a sweater. I mean, it's a zoo over here, an absolute zoo. So this is one of the weird things about doing this job is that everything's fine. But you know how it is when you're kind of struggling and your world is in chaos. And then you turn on the microphone and you're like, hey, how's everybody going? Welcome back to the Daily Tip. Got our best bets coming up. And then inside, I got to tell you, I need I need like a Xanax or something. I got to wrap things up with a winner today. Get out of here.
1: So what's stressful about it? Like just the fact that there are people at your house? Because you're not the one doing the work,
0: right? No. Well, long story short, we have a roof replaced and they realign all these compressors on the roof. They weren't done correctly so for two full months we've had a rattle in our bedroom whenever we're trying to sleep and two months of bad sleep with a vibration rattle in your bedroom not great especially when you're getting up around three thirty-four, like i get up every day so i think that's just added to it like i'm just ready for this to be over And then like i glance over to the side and Catherine's waving like hey i need to tell you something and i get a text on my phone from my neighbor he's like hey did you know this was going on so it's like managing a billion things while you're live on the radio it's just not the best time to do that but i'm fine it'll be fine
1: i've been there i've been there when my child is screaming and i'm doing like a radio interview so i know how that feels but luckily you would think adults are a little bit easier to manage than like I remember early on, like when I first started doing this and Blake was like one and, you know, Mm -hmm. one year olds you can't be like, hey, can you Mm -hmm. shut up? They will just cry. Uh, So I was doing like one of these video um, shows. I was a guest on something and she comes Mm -hmm. walking into the frame, her little bald head, and she just keeps peeking over. I'm like, Blake, and you're just shoving her little head and you look like the worst person (laughs) of all time because you're just like shoving this baby out of the frame. But, you know, that's that's how it goes.
0: No, that's the way. To, but you know what? It's all fine now. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. No doctor today, unfortunately. He's at the studio. But you know what? He needs a break because he had a bad week last week. You know what? Maybe the break is good for him. The donkster went 2-0 last night. So maybe we should not have the doctor on the show until maybe he loses. Maybe he just keeps this winning streak going. You can just stay focused, eyes on the prize. Coming up next on Beck Daily, Isaac Trotter from 24-7 Sports will join the guys. If you missed our conversation with P.J. Glasser and his early thoughts on the Super Bowl, not making his official pick just yet because we still have plenty of time to do that, and also plenty of college basketball plays. If you love college hoops, P.J. just handing them out. Hand over fist. It's easy to get caught up on each and every segment we do on this show. Just download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Chelsea. Let's get her done and give the people some winners. Time to place your bets. I am christening you our college basketball expert. Oh, I know. I'm just a hockey moron. So you got two plays for us tonight. What is your fave?
1: Yeah, let's not jinx it. I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Just (laughs) middling over here. I'm going to go with TCU laying the four or excuse me, five Mm -hmm. at home against texas tech you can still get a five it is available this has moved to five and a half in most places so go and grab that number right now but looking at home teams and some of these conference where there is stiff competition feels like it is the play and that's why i think the money is going in the direction of tcu plus it feels like the market has been a little too low on tcu as of late in the last five games they have been uh underdogs three times and they've won outright in two of those matchups had a big win over houston had a big win over baylor as three-point dogs and as four-point dogs so the five here makes me a little nervous but still when it comes down to those free throws and you've got the home court advantage this is when tcu is good when they are at home nine and one straight up in his favorites Thirteen and mm-hmm. three so far this season. You look at Texas Tech, a very good team. You could probably make a case for them here, but away from home, you know, it's a different team. Two and two as opposed to eleven and zero when they are playing at home, and just three and three as underdogs this season. So I think TCU's the play. The line movement—it uh, is correct that it's going in the right direction, but it does okay. make me nervous that this line is five. So I'll go with TCU here, land the five. That will be my college hoops play of the day.
0: Chelsea, good luck to you. I am not a fan of the car today, any NBA, or the NHL. I think we've got two games on the slate. But I am going to go hockey here. Low-hanging fruit. Let's just fade the Sharks, shall we? Kraken! Three-way money line, minus 130 in San Jose. The last time these two teams met, the Kraken smoked the Sharks 7-1. to one. It was ugly, even though that game was in Seattle, this time again in San Jose, these two teams have met eight times in their history. During that time, the Kraken six and two. And look at the goal differential this season. Yes, the Sharks were awful—a goal differential of minus ninety-three. Kraken goal differential only minus five. Also, Capo Kakinen in net for the Sharks. He actually had a nice little stretch a few weeks ago. Not lately. Really. He has lost nine of his last ten let's fade the lowly sharks who are about as bad as it gets seattle three-way money line minus 130.
1: all right it is time now to bring in the third member of our best bets crew and that is the magic eight ball
0: let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball shall it fade or tail these noble (laughs) betters
1: All right, I got a couple of plays. Do we like them? Let's start with mine. TCU minus five at home against Texas Tech. Apal says yes, definitely. That is one for one. How about two for two? Kraken three-way money line minus one thirty over the Sharks. Apal says you may rely on it. That's two for two.
0: Excellent excellent if you want to check out the eight ball if you want to check out each and every show on the batql network it's easy to do twitch.tv slash batql chelsea i just have one hockey play on the card boring what are you doing you've got another play in college basketball
1: Okay, so this is a system play or a trend play. When we are looking at unranked home favorites, they have hit over a 74% clip over the last three seasons. So this line is telling. It was one and a half uh, last night. Now it's moved to three and a half. So taking K-State at home, laying the three and a half over Oklahoma.
0: Chelsea, best of luck to you. Also, I have to mention, happy birthday to Gene Hackman. 94 years old, we don't normally hand out birthdays on this show, but we all remember when he was in Hoosiers and the Hickory Huskers as 24-point underdogs to the South Bend Central Bears, hold off an upset for the ages on the big screen, 42-40. So happy 94th to Gene Hackman. I'm Matt, is this true? Did I miss this? Oh, Matt Pisani, who is, let me tell you something. Every show needs a glue guy. All right. Otherwise, the show just falls apart and it becomes nothing. And Matt Pisani is our glue guy. You only hear from him time to time because that's what a glue guy does. But let me tell you something. Everything falls apart unless the glue guy is getting it done behind the scenes. And Maddie is that guy. Happy birthday, Matt. I'm so sorry about that. Chelsea, good call to catch me there. Forget about Gene Ackman. He's 94. Matt's got his whole life ahead of him. <laughs> next, uh, we are going to get to Joe O and find out what's next on BetQL. Daily. But first, your BetQL five star best bet. The dongster is not with us today. He is in the dark, which maybe he should stay there because he went 2 0 last night. You know the drill to get the best information on the web for making informed bets. Grab the insight and analysis you can only find by downloading the BetQL app. And the dongster said, well, the dongster's not here. So now, we have to look at the back mainframe at the Red Roof Inn in Iowa. Beep!
1: beep. There
0: it is! Beep, beep. Dayton, minus 12.5, hosting George Washington and South Carolina at number five, Tennessee, under 136 and a hook. Okay, let's bring in Joe O and find out what's going on here. And Joe O, oh, I... I want to get inside your head a little bit because you're a noted Lions hater. And yet at halftime of that game, Aaron was so close to getting Dan Campbell's face tattooed on her ass. What (laughs) what were you rooting for there? Um, The Lions to win. Like I could deal
3: with this just for the content of three hours a day. Is she actually going to go through with it? I see the Donksters in no show today. He's obviously depressed about the situation that the Lions (laughs) went the Lions and they couldn't (laughs) pull off uh, the victory there. But yeah, I kind of flipped in the middle. I'm like, you know what? The Niners aren't covering this game. I think they're going to win, but let's go all the way because that's too much content for the next two weeks, which uh, a lot of us would be searching for. (laughs)
1: Joe, what's going on with your background? I don't think I've ever noticed I, the hearts. Is that a I new just, addition?
3: I just realized when I turned on the screen um, last night, my daughter was cutting out hearts out of construction paper. And she's oh. like, can I go put some on your backdrop? I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead, put them on. And then I just realized that they're back there because you don't look back there much. So uh, yeah, do, do they stay up for two weeks through Valentine's Day? Yeah, uh, why not? Yeah. All right,
0: good yes. luck. Yeah. Let your daughter oh, have her mom.
3: I love it.
1: You look good like you're you. in love. Like, yeah. Like I know. The they're gonna
0: make
3: they're gonna make fun of me for three hours now. I don't know if they're gonna make it for the next couple of weeks.
0: I'm not sure. Ah, good luck, Joe. You're a good dad. See, look at me, look behind me. No love. I'm alone. <laughs> and I will always be alone. Thanks, Joe. Well, we appreciate it. Have a great show. That's it for us on this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. For Chelsea, I'm Jinx. Thanks for being with us on this. Oh, it's only Tuesday, for the love of God. Hope you have a good one. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow on a Wednesday. Good luck at your bet. See ya.
1: You've been listening to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. <laughs>